Krishna Kshetra Maharaj Ki So we're very glad to have Maharaj here. He's one of the pillars of this temple, always visiting, always inspiring, always um, also doing service in so many years. Uh, here in the beginning, he was one of the key persons here. So we're very glad to have Maharaj here uh, on Zoom. And we have um, officially half an hour. We're a little bit flexible because until 11, we have, at 11, we have Abhishek. So there's some flexibility, but technically, uh, after half an hour, Sachinanda and Swami's turn would be. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> Shri Shri Prahlad Lakshmi Nusingadev Ki Jai. <clears throat> so, um, this is a rather unusual Nusinga Chaturdasi festival for. Singachalam. I remember times when we have had uh, great n- numbers of devotees crowding, packed in the temple on this day, coming from all over Europe and even beyond Europe. Uh, so it's a little hard to imagine the situation now. But at the same time, I'm appreciating that all of you who are there at Singachalam are continuing the service. Uh, so with such dedication, uh, such devotion, and such enthusiasm, and that you are indeed uh, performing the, the, full, the full program of service, especially uh, festival service, as I understand you're doing. So this is very wonderful. I, I want to uh, speak very briefly. Uh, I think it's appropriate to say something from the first chapter of Canto 7 of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, as the beginning of the account of Nursingadev's appearance, which we just heard uh, read by His Grace Vaidyanath Prabhu so dramatically. Uh, before this, let me offer some prayers. Oma Jnana Timarandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shigurave Namah Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupakadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutta Paragamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatang Vitam Tang Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhanvitamscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamini Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gauravani Prachadine Nevishesha Shunyavadi 
Paschatyadeshatahadine. Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripri Prathlada Ridayaladam Bhaktavidividaranam Sharadinduruchim Vande Parindravaranam Harim Vagisha Yasya Varane Lakshmim Yasya Chavakshasi Yasya Stay Fridaye Samditam Nisingamaham Vaje Sri Nisinga Jai Nisinga Jaya Jai Nisinga Prathladesha Jaya Padma Mukha Padma Bringha Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanarottamam Devim Sarasvatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudiraye Nashta Praeshvavadreshunityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavat Yuttamashloke Bhakti Bhavati Naishtiki. In the first chapter of Canto 7 of the Bhagavatam, we have introduction to uh, the account which goes over several chapters, actually through chapter 10, uh, of the appearance of Lord Nisingadev, uh, describing all of the troubles, uh, the, the action, the drama, uh, we can say that the moment, uh, the height of drama comes at that moment that we just heard, um, the killing of Hiranyakashipu. Uh, the, the account continues from there, and we may say the, uh, a, an important, an essential uh, devotional uh, vision is given to us actually in the 10th chapter when Prahlad uh, expresses his desire that Hiranyakashipu be blessed by the Lord uh, to uh, have his shelter, showing that Prahlad is completely free from envy. But the envy of Hiranyakashipu earns him the attention of the Lord uh, to the extent that the Lord appears for him. And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur has said that we should be grateful for uh, Hiranyakashipu's existence because he is uh, the cause of Nursingadev's appearance. <laughs> well, in the beginning of Narada's discussion, which goes over these many chapters, he's responding to 
Yudhishthir Maharaj. And all of this is being quoted by Shukadev Goswami, who's being asked by Maharaj Parikshit about the Lord's equanimity. He refers to uh, Narada, who is responding to Yudhishthir Maharaj in the Rajasuya sacrifice of King Yudhishthir, at which all the assembled, uh, all those assembled, including, of course, Yudhishthir Maharaj, have just witnessed something very amazing. What have they witnessed? They have seen uh, Lord Krishna uh, slice off the head of Shishupala, and then they have seen uh, the, the jiva of Shishupal uh, fly across the sky and enter into the body of Lord Sri Krishna. And Krishna has, um, sorry, Yudhishthir has been especially astonished by this and become doubtful and wonder and and confused. Uh, he has uh, had a moment of cognitive dissonance, we might say, um, <clears throat> that this person who has been insulting him, insulting Lord Krishna repeatedly, not once, twice, three times, or even ten times, but one hundred times he has insulted. Lord Krishna, that he has been honored in the end by entering the Lord. How is this possible? How is this possible? Uh, this is shocking. This is, it, it doesn't, we say in English, it doesn't compute. So Narada is responding. And in the beginning of his response, he makes a point which is uh, surprisingly, we may say, also repeated in the 10th canto within the account of the Rasa dance. And this is <clears throat> the idea that, <clears throat> excuse me, that there are so many, all kinds of different emotions can be ways of approaching the Lord. So I want to read uh, first uh, verse number 26. Um, if time would allow, I would go through verse 32, 26, 27, 28 through 32, because these form a kind of section. But I think uh, I, I won't, uh, I don't want to uh, impose on my time allotment. So let's go with verse number 26. Narada Muni says, Tasmat vairanu bandena, nirvairena bayena va, snehat kamena va yunjat, katanchin nekshate pritak. Therefore, by enmity or by devotional service, by fear, by affection, or by lusty desire. Prabhupada translates kama as lusty desire. 
By all of these or any one of them, if a conditioned soul somehow or other concentrates his mind upon the Lord. The result is the same for the Lord because of his blissful position is never affected by enmity or friendship. So there we're, in this verse, we're getting the general principle uh, and Srila Prabhupada in his purport uh, goes into cons considerable length to say uh, we should not misunderstand that if the Lord is equal uh, or is not affected by either enmity or friendship, therefore we can also uh, approach the Lord with enmity. We can... We can hate the Lord. Um, well, you can do that, but um, it may bring consequences that you were not anticipating. <laughs> Just as Hiranyakashipu did not anticipate uh, the Lord appearing as he did. So a better idea is certainly to worship the Lord favorably. Anukulyasya sankalpa, pratikulyasya varjana, as Prabhupada explains in the purport. Taking or approaching the Lord with uh, in a favorable way, anukula, and, um, and rejecting, putting aside uh, pratikula, uh, that which is not favorable. And this, of course, means making distinctions. It means also making choices, uh, discriminating what is favorable, what is not favorable. And, of course, learning how to make that discrimination uh, from our acharyas, from shastra, from associating with devotees. That's all part of our practice. The next verse, though, is uh, interesting in a particular way. Yata vairanubandena martyastan mayatam iyat. So I just wanted to point out that, of course, we um, devotees, aspiring devotees, we want to do favorable devotional service. We don't want to follow in the footsteps of Hiranyakashipu. Um, unless, of course, you want to have some unanticipated results like Hiranyakashipu had. Uh, we prefer anukula, anukula bhakti, uh, favorable bhakti, and pratikula. What is not favorable, we consciously avoid. We turn away from it. And... We know how to make these distinctions because we learn from our gurus, from the previous acharyas, from, uh, from Shastra, Sadhu Shastra, Guru Vakya. So we know how to make these choices. But let me move on quickly to verse number 27. Yata martyastan. Mayatam iyat na tata bhakti yogena iti 
may nischita mati. Narada Muni continued, by devotional service one cannot achieve such intense absorption in thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as one can through enmity toward him. That is my opinion. Now, what is going on here? Uh, this is very interesting. And Srila Prabhupada explains in his purport that here Narada is being very humble. He is expressing his own mood of disqualification. One time Srila Prabhupada was, there was some discussion about who is an advanced devotee, who is less advanced. Prabhupada said, who is advanced? Narada Muni, he is advanced. <laughs> so, so there's no question Narada is advanced, but here Prabhupada says that he's expressing his feeling, his own feeling of being not advanced. Uh, that uh, it's a kind of, you can say, a devotional lamentation of feeling um, how unqualified one is. Look at even these demons, even Shishupala, he is, you know, getting liberated. Uh, I am just so unqualified. So uh, th that is an important point. And there's another point that we might take. I found uh, the commentary from Srila Jiva Goswami on this verse. And uh, and it's interesting. I'll try to read um, okay the introduction to the verse, and then he says, "Vairanubandena iti uh, bayasya api." Uh, even um, even the mood of fear and uh, vaira uh, of of envy or being an en enemy. Upalakshanam, the, uh, this uh, distinction may be there. Yata shaigriena, um, by immediacy, tanmayatam, tanmayatam is in this verse. So he's quoting tanmayatam. And he's then glossing it with tat avishtatam. Avishtatam, we know this word avesha uh, from uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Many times we hear uh, prema avesha, Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is uh, prema avesha. He is absorbed, he is possessed by prema. Uh, so this same idea, tat avish. Avishtatam, being absorbed in the Lord uh, in, a, in an intense way. Bhakti yogena vihita vihitatvam atra uh, matra buddhya so uh, kriyamanina. So the idea is um, doing bhakti yoga. That is vihita, which is prescribed, and having this mentality, this buddhi, buddhi uh, 
only to only have this mentality that I'm doing it because this is what has to be done. Uh, but, uh, sorry, uh, vihita. This is these are the rules, so I'm doing this. Um, Jiva Goswami says to Natata, that kind of bhakti yoga will not have the same benefit or it will not achieve the same uh, such intense absorption as um, being inimical in an intense way. In other words, what he's talking about here is he's making the distinction between bhava bhakti and vaidhi bhakti. And he's saying bhava bhakti means uh, a more intense uh, feeling for the Lord, intense feeling and absorption in the Lord. And he says this very surprising thing, even Vaira Anubanda uh, being having an inimical attitude toward the Lord, that can also be taken as a kind of bhava. <laughs> now, I want to say, however, at the same time, because one could be discouraged by hearing this, that, oh, I'm trying to follow Vaidhi Sanana Bhakti, and, you know, I'm not going to get uh, the same absorption as, as Bhava Bhakti. So to reassure you, uh, we have, uh, again, Srila Jiva Goswami writing in his Tattva Sandarva. Uh, there he's explaining that, yes, there is sadhana bhakti, which is what we learn by instruction, and there is uh, prema bhakti. Prema bhakti is not something one can get by instruction, but rather tat prasada heto, tat prema pala garba pvat. It comes... It's compared to, um, to a birth from the mother. By the practice of sadhana can be born uh, prema bhakti by the mercy of the Lord, prasad, tat prasad hetu, uh, caused by the mercy of the Lord. So uh, be reassured <laughs> that our practice of bhakti uh, in regulation is not holding us back. It is bringing us forward uh, to prema bhakti in, in due course of time. The next two verses, uh, and I'll just summarize ever so briefly, is giving an, an analogy. Uh, and the analogy is of uh, what what's uh, translated here as a grass worm, a kita, is in a hole of a wall kept confined there by a bee. And so this grass worm meditates on the bee and later becomes a bee. So where the attention goes, that is where we go, is uh, the general principle. And therefore, whether thinking of the Lord uh, one way or another, however one is thinking, this will bring us to the Lord. And so, with verse number 30, 
Uh, and I believe the first two lines may be exactly repeated in the 10th canto. Verse 30 says, Kamat dveshat bhayatsnehat yata bhaktieshvare manaha avesya tat agam hitva bahavas tat gatim gataha. Many, many persons have attained liberation simply by thinking of Krishna with great attention and giving up sinful activities. This great attention may be due to lusty desires, inimical feelings, fear, affection, or devotional service. And then Narada says, I shall now explain how one receives Krishna's mercy simply by concentrating one's mind upon him. And then he gives examples in the next verse, Gopya Kamad Mayat Kamso Desha Chaidyadayonipa Sambandhat Vrishnaya Snehat Yuyam Bhaktya Vayam Vivo. My dear King Yudhishthir, the gopis, by their lusty desires, Kamsa by his fear, Shishupal and other kings by envy, the Yadus by their familiar relationship with Krishna, you, Pandavas, by your great affection for Krishna, and we, the general devotees, by our devotion service, have obtained the Lord's mercy. And after giving these examples, then uh, the, not exactly final verse, but the, the verse uh, which uh, sort of completes this section says, Katamopi navena syat panchanam purusham prati tasmat kenapi upayena mana krishne nileshayet. Somehow or other, one must consider the form of Krishna very seriously. Then, by one of the five different processes mentioned above, one can return home, back to Godhead. Atheists like King Vena, however, being unable to think of Krishna's form in any of these five ways, cannot attain salvation. Therefore, one must somehow think of Krishna, whether in a friendly way or inimically. So the last two lines, tasmat kena api upayena mana tasmat means therefore, and typically uh, it signals a conclusion of an argument. So Narada Muni is, uh, you can say, constructing a kind of argument here. And now he comes to the conclusion. And the conclusion is, Kena Api, somehow or other, Upayena, Upaya, by some means. Mana Krishne Niveshayet. <clears throat> Niveshayet is... Uh, a form of the verb, which is like an instruction. This is what you should do. You should absorb absorb yourself um, because this is the whole issue. 
uh, the whole matter here is about becoming absorbed. In verse 30, Av Isha, um, becoming absorbed in the Lord. How? Mana Krishna, put your mind in Krishna. <laughs> if it comes to which rules to follow in order to do that, uh, uh, there are two essential rules, as we know. The rules are to always remember Krishna and never forget him. Or on this day, of Nrsinga's appearance day, always remember Nrsinga Dev and never forget him. Shishi Pralad Lakshmi Nrsinga Deva Ki Jai. Grantaraj Shima Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. Krishna. Thank you very much, Krishna Shetra Maharaj. Krishna Shetra Maharaj Ki Jai. So, Sachinanda Maharaj already is there on the screen joining us. You can hear us, Maharaj? Yes, very well. And I could also hear the excellent class of uh, our Krishna Shetra Maharaj very well, where he pleaded for uh, absorption of the mind in Krishna or Lord Nishingadev. Wonderful, yes. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for joining us again. So, yeah, so at least half an hour you can talk. Maharaj is not yet in the Zoom meeting, but I'm sure he will join soon. Um, I'll be very grateful to have you again. The afternoon you gave a very nice uh, seminar. So, Sachinandan Maharaj Ki Jai. I'm going to turn off my videos so that all of our focus can be on Sachinandan Swami. Namo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Namo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nityanamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvashesha Shunyavari Paskatyade Satarine Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasati Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare Rama
and all of you who either watched this presentation of our online Shingede festival now or who will do so in the future I greet you I want to also uh, 
congratulate our devotees from Singhachalam for their steady, very steady effort to celebrate Lord Nishingadev. They are so determined that they have even learned to master this complicated technology of online presentations in order to, yes, make the glories of Lord Nishingadev uh, known to uh, the various people who are interested and who cannot visit now. In my presentation today, I wish to highlight an aspect of the Nishingha Leela, which has come to my awareness only lately in my spiritual life. I regret that I have not paid attention to it enough earlier. And uh, I do hope with this presentation to uh, make you aware of this particular aspect of Lord Nishingadev, because I feel if you become aware of this, uh, your whole approach to bhakti might change in a very, very positive way. So, let me start immediately. When Lord Nishingad, after Lord Nishingadev has appeared, Pralat Maharaj um, uh, says, says beautiful prayers uh, to the Lord. And in one of the prayers, he says, Rupang Shingha Vibaya Jana Smaranti. He says, All the worlds have achieved great satisfaction because of the death of this demon. They will always remember your auspicious form of Nishingha in order to become free from fear. See, Lord Nishingadev has the most briefest appearance which we can uh, find amongst all the avatars of God. He appeared for exactly 48 minutes. <laughs> Two praharas are uh, 24, twice 24 minutes, and then he again left. But this was a very significant appearance because, as Prahlad Maharaj says here, all the worlds in the future. Mm, have achieved great satisfaction by this. Uh, they will always remember your auspicious form of Nishingha 
in order to become free from fear. This is significant. Uh, to be in this material world means you're stuck in Kuntaloka, the place of anxieties. It is unavoidable, as unavoidable as it is to get wet when you go through rain. Uh, as in the same unavoidable way, you will be anxious, you will be worried, you will be distressed, you will be full of fear as you go uh, through your life's journey. But by remembering, as our Krishna Chaita Maharaj said, Upayaya, somehow, by some means, somehow you have to get this. Either with a picture you can remember Lord Nishingarif, or by reading about his pastimes you can think of him, or by having darshan of his beautiful form, either online or, or standing there in the temple room, uh, somehow, by upaya, some means, some, some, somehow, an upaya is, uh, yeah, like a means, like a bow, for instance, is a means to hurl an arrow to a far distant target. Um, so somehow you have to find a how this can work for you. You have to find something like a bow, a means uh, that can bring you into this place of remembering or as our Krishna Chaita Maharaj has said so beautifully, we have to become avesya, uh, absorbed in, in thoughts. You all know mechanic chanting <laughs> or mechanic execution of devotional service that does not last you for a long time it can you will eventually join the frustrated camp and not continue so so uh, yes the world will if they can remember you uh, they will become um, free for from all uh, from the rainfall of fear and misery which is here in this material world. That is, uh, that is the uh, um, pronunciation of Prahlad Maharaj. Now inside of this pronunciation is the point which I would like you to ponder about and think about uh, is a special contribution of Prahlad Maharaj in this Nishingha Leela. It is Vaishnav compassion. In another prayer by Prahlad Maharaj, he makes this very, very clear. I have it here. Mm. How he is so compassionate. How a devotee of Lord Nishingadev is just a friend, a well-wisher, uh, who wants others to benefit, who wants others 
to become encouraged and free of fear. Here is the verse, I will read it from the 7th Canto, 9th chapter, text 43. Mm, for a moment. Mm, Prahlad Maharaj expresses a mood, something that goes on in his heart as he stands before the Lord and prays to him. He says, O best of the great personalities. Now I want to tell you, I personally am not at all afraid of material existence. For Wherever I stay, I'm fully absorbed in thoughts of your glories and activities. You know, someone who remembers Krishna, he will become free of this fear and anxiety and so on. But then he says, but I am still worried and I want to tell you why. My concern is for these fools and rascals who are making such elaborate plans for material happiness and who are busy maintaining their families, societies and countries for this end. I'm, I'm simply concerned with love, affection for them. So this is Prahlad Maharaj. Prahlad Maharaj has seen other examples of spiritual people who are not concerned like this. Uh, he, he describes um, what he has seen. He says, my Lord, this comes in the seventh uh, Canto 9, chapter, text 44. My Lord, I see many sages who are generally interested only in their own deliverance. They practice the vow of silence and they wander in solitary places in South Bavaria, no, sorry, in the Himalayas, not caring for the deliverance of others. Palad Maharaj says, yeah, I have seen people who have no compassion in their heart. They think only about their own benefit. When we turn to spiritual life, we first unavoidably or invariably feel the miseries of material existence and we look for a solution for the miseries. Then we hear 
by the mercy of the devotees, some sambandha jnana or a philosophy which convinces us that I'm the uh, soul and I have a relationship to Krishna. And this world is only there so that I can correct my inattention towards Krishna. I can, uh, And then the third thing is we look for an experience in Krishna consciousness. We, we want Parishanu Bhavo, we want Bhakti, we want also detachment from this world. We need this. No? Uh, and if we are not careful, my dear devotees, this initial impulse of wanting to become free from miseries and therefore uh, taking to spiritual life because we hear of a misery-free situation, some uh, uh, connection with Krishna. If you are not careful, then this turns into spiritual selfishness, which hardens the heart. The more mm, healthy development as spoken here by uh, Prahlad Maharaj, is to care for others in a spirit of compassion. I must uh, correct myself uh, uh, to, to try to gain your attention for this point. I have included uh, wrongly uh, uh, with a little remark that uh, devotees in Singhachala might uh, also not care for others and just be reclusive. But the very fact that you always have festivals and you go on online and, and you have made the most beautiful video in the universe to announce this festival and attract online lost online souls <laughs> to this festival. It shows you are compassionate and you're thinking of the welfare. So I have to... That was not a good and proper remark. But Prahlad Maharaj addresses here a point. He has seen saints who are on their spiritual journey, who just hide in some cave in the Himalayas, and they don't care for the deliverance of others. And then he says that I'm different. I have a different idea. He says, as for me, however, I do not wish to be liberated alone, leaving aside all these poor fools. I do not see any shelter other than you for those wandering blindly in this world. Beautiful. This is what all Acharyas uh, uh, show, this, this great desire to help others. And why this is beneficial, we will see in, in a little moment. Um, uh, this mood of spiritual compassion, whereby you care for others, makes your body bhakti steady. 
Whereas when you become only concerned about your own progress and welfare and, and well-being, it, it shrinks your heart. We find this idea how being compassionate to others uh, described in the third canto of the Bhagavatam. Uh, there Kapila Muni gives an instruction to his um, uh, father actually, Kadama Muni, who uh, goes, will go as a sannyasi wandering. He says, by compassionate caring for all living beings, you will see me spread everywhere. In other words, compassion, he says, is something which will help you to have ultimate God-realization. <laughs> I was really surprised when I read this and uh, I thought compassion and caring for others. Yeah. Uh, I did not notice that I'm in a movement which is all about that. Spreading Krishna consciousness, going on Sankirtan, preaching. It has this idea to save the poor souls. Um, and as I became aware of it, I noticed, my God, it's all over our scriptures. It's in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Bhagavat. It's, it's in the Bhagavatam. This uh, uh, instruction for devotees to be compassionate towards others. There is a very interesting... Uh, document of this in um, Prahlad Maharaj's preaching to his school friends. You remember, he was in a school where he was actually to be trained as the heir to this vast empire of uh, Hiranyakashipu, his father wanted to make sure that he knew everything which it took according to Hiranyakashipu's idea <laughs> to rule uh, to rule a vast empire. He w wanted his son to learn diplomacy. He wanted him to learn to war, to make war, how to suppress the opponent. Uh, he certainly wanted to make sure that his son would know how to have very novel ideas of sense qualifications. Uh, and there was a school. If you go now to the sacred place related to the appearance of Lord Nishingadev, that is Ahobilam in South India, you will see, this is very interesting, you will see many beautiful temples of, of uh, Beautiful, I would say, remote temples of Lord Nishingadev, and yes, also very huge temples of Nishingadev. Um, 
And you will also be able to, to visit the school of Prahlad Maharaj. And believe it or not, I mean, I saw it with my own eyes. On the ground of the school, there is still some lines of writing. It, it looks a little bit like if you go into a modern school in Bavaria, for instance, or anywhere, you will find on the school benches, you know, people who were children who were bored and who were cutting with their, what is it, their, their, their pocket knives, <laughs> something foolish into the, the wood. I mean, I used to do this when I was, I was so terribly bored in school. So I had my, 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 <laughs> my knife and I would carve something into the wood of the tables just to survive uh, the boredom. Uh, so you find on the ground, they were sitting on the ground in those times. You find ample, ample letters, uh, you know, which are there. You should see it. It's, it's really amazing. It's really uh, <laughs> endearing also. So I don't know if they cut out of boredom or uh, or the, that I can't say, but there are the letters in the school of Prahlad Maharaj. So, so when the teachers went out of the classroom, Prahlad Maharaj would get uh, up, and he would start it. He would start to all these aristocratic uh, children of of the Rakshasas, the 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 demon followers of his father, and he would. He would preach to them. It's quite interesting what he said. Uh, uh, he, he would say to them, See, my dear friends, you may think your friends here are most dear, but that's not true. It's that person who's in the heart of everyone who's most dear, who's our best uh, friend. He would, uh, and, and he's present everywhere. This uh, one you should serve. But his, bra, uh, his friend said, it's so difficult to realize God, and we are so young. And he, Prahlad made the point, no, it's not actually so difficult. It's not difficult at all, because first of all, the Lord is so intimately related to to everyone. He's, he's in the heart of everyone. But then he gave them a process. He said, it's in 7, 6, 24. Tasmat savishu bhuteshu Dayam kuruta soridam bhavam asuram unmuchya Jayatusyat Yadokchaya. He said, Therefore, do this one thing show compassionate affection to all living beings and be their well wishers. And, and please give up your demoniac nature. Thus, the Supreme Lord will be satisfied with you just by this thing. 
Dayam, Dayam, uh, it means compassion. Yeah? It's the uh, highest. Dharma says Bhakti Vinotaku of the Vaishnavas in this world. No? They need to be compassionate towards others, alleviate the suffering. Therefore, show compassionate affection to all living beings and be their well wishers. And please give up your demoniac nature. You know, that's the selfishness and, and uh, the, the, the desire to enjoy on your own, uh, separate from the Lord and, and, and uh, pleasure. And thus the Supreme Lord will be satisfied. Let's be practical, my dear everyone. When I understood this personally in my life, I decided to put my service on another foundation, that is, I try to do good for others. Even now in lockdown, as I go out in the forest and meet people who are also on their walk, I'm tr trying to, to give them Krishna consciousness in some ways. I'm trying to talk, I'm trying to... Here we give a prasadam. You know, somehow that, that people get some relief from the uh, yeah, present anxieties and worries and the great fear of death and what happens afterwards with them. No? This is good. I, I would like to give all of us here some suggestions how to engage in compassionate welfare activities. It starts first at home. At home means in our community. Uh, very often a very simple thing one can do with uh, one's fellow devotees who live in the same temple is uh, to, to give them quality time where they can where discussions about Krishna consciousness can be made and where, where doubts or obstacles in their life which may be there um, can be cured. You can just preach, uh, uh, not preach, you can help. Oh my God, I'm seeing. Oh. Time is there. Maharaji, I see our Kadamba Kanana Maharaj. I will just uh, take two more minutes. Uh, uh, well, you are always very kind. <laughs> no, but uh, we feel humbled by your presence. So I will just quickly end it. My dear devotees, as you are now uh, uh, in, in an ashram living in the Singhachalam, uh, try to Bring compassion in your dealings. Um, it starts by understanding a, a person first and then see how you can be of an uh, inspiration in their life, a help. 
uh, outside, you can also help. You can ask in the Brahmachari Ashram. You can say, I'm, I'm just washing. Please give me your quota um, and other things. I can, I'm just washing. I'm, I'm very good in washing. I'm very, everything becomes very clean and fresh when I wash. I'm ext- extremely talented in this. And you can help in some ways. This is an example. Uh, that will be very good. And you please the Lord. You please the Lord. That's the idea. Outside of the ashram, you can see now soon the lockdown will 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 be lifted. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, there's a realistic hope. It's not just. Uh, mm. Then you can think when guests come to make your place so attractive. Already I see with great, great, great happiness. I'm so, so pleased. So many good young people come. There are so many good people. Whoa! It's uh, Nishinga Chedra used to be an isolated place, or Singhachalam used to be isolated, but wow, now so much preaching is there, is going on. Ananta Krishna has this beautiful online outreach preaching program. Uh, you all the time give make your festivals very accessible, that um, even now we can go on online. Now you do Harinam in Passau or Munich and you have Sankatan going from the place. My dear devotees, my point here is compassionate care of others is just a very, very good uh, means uh, to please Krishna and to also remember Krishna. In leaving this call, now I will be there when Kadamba Kanana Maharaj will now uh, address all of us. Mm. I must tell you, I came to Krishna consciousness and I was young, I was foolish, and I was angry at the uh, uh, society. This is a very explosive mixture. These people are potential troublemakers. Um, But I uh, I did, by Prabhupada's mercy and the mercy of the devotees, uh, I became engaged in preaching Krishna consciousness at a rather young age. And at that time, I just wanted to convince others and defeat others and, and show the superiority of the Hare Krishna way over others. But uh, on uh, reading our books, hearing Prabhupada's lectures, becoming impressed by his own example of a very compassionate preacher, I understood I must bring a certain maturity to my service. But then, just a little later only, it became clear. Compassion is so important. And this is what we see in the Nishinga Dev Leela. It's wrong to think Nishinga Dev is about killing. 
hardcore violence. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not the idea. Um, the idea is to uh, uh, deliver the fallen souls from the fear of material existence. That is very, very, uh, very wonderful. Uh, so, Hare Krishna, I went a little over time, but I think, our Mar Maharaj, please, you go over time also. We are known for, we Hare Krishnas are never so much on time, but uh, you please also go. Thank you very much. Sina Singha Deva Ki Jai. Sachinandan Swami Maharaj Ki Jai. Thank you very much, Maharaj, for your lecture and a very nice point that we should be compassionate to each other in order to progress in our communities and our efforts. Thank you very much. Um, and now, Maharaj, Karamakana Maharaj, we can hear, yeah, you can hear us for sure the whole time, but now we have to test if we can hear Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Yeah. Hare, Hare Krishna, I will, uh, I will be on the lecture and I will be many times with you, but I will now take my video off because I want all of you to focus entirely on what our Kadambakana Maharaj will share with us. Hare Krishna. Oma Gyanati Manandasya Gyanandana Salakaya Shakshuram Minitangena Tasmai Si Shichaitanamanobistam-stampitam-yena-butale-svayam-rupa-kadamayam-dadati-svapadantikam-sikrishna-chaitanam-prabho-nichananda-siyadvaita-kadadar-sivasadi-gora-bhakta-gandha-h
And uh, at that time, I realized that I was getting some serious purification from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And uh, it was very intense purification. Um, sometime after, I went to Mayapur. And when I came before Lord Nishingadev, uh, for the first time, I was a little bit afraid. I was a little bit afraid from, uh, whoa, you are heavy. You are really heavy. Uh, I had just gone through a real heavy experience. And uh, so I felt some, some fear. And uh, we have our famous prayer uh, where Om Namo Bhagavate Narasimhaya, where we are praying to Lord Nishingadev and praying to him to take the uh, to drive away, to enter our heart and drive away the material desires from our heart. Mm. So I was thinking, do I really want to invite a lion in my heart, which Vajranaka and Vajradanta, with, uh, with thunderbolt nails and thunderbolt teeth to to uh, take out my material desires. Um, but then, then I meditated on Lord Nishingadev, who appeared from the pillar and was greatly angry, greatly angry with Hiranyakasipu, greatly, and who could not be pacified by anyone. But as soon as Prahlad manifest, he became fully pacified. He became very pacified and he became very gentle. And then thinking about it, yes, Lord Nishingadev appeared, appeared out of his compassion for Prahlad, because Prahlad, after all, was under severe threat from, uh, from Hirani Kasipu. And from a material point of view, what chance did he have as a five-year-old against this very powerful demon? Um, but the Lord personally, uh, out of compassion, appeared in this form of half-man, half-lion, and uh, eradicated uh, Hiranyakasipu. Mm. So... Uh, and then we see his anger remains, and afterwards, as soon as he sees Prahlad, he's, he's overwhelmed with affection and very, very uh, kind and compassionate. So in this way, uh, when we're thinking of Lord Nishingadev driving out the, uh, the uh, material desires from our heart, um, when the devotee, goes before the Lord and prays to the Lord, please remove these material desires. Then the devotee is, is aware that, um, the devotee is aware that uh, what needs to be done needs to be done. Um, and, and he goes, he turns to the Lord. He turns to the Lord. My Lord, 
please, I don't want these material desires, and yet I have them. So uh, he turns to the Lord knowing that the Lord is compassionate because we want devotional service, because we want to be devotees, and we're only praying to him to remove these uh, material desires because we are uh, unable, unable to give up the conditioning from so many lifetimes. Uh, Prahlad in his prayers extensively speaks about the influence of time and he also at one point he is there as a five year old and he is saying from personal experience from personal experience I have seen that material life doesn't work Um, that sense gratification is is not successful, that all the opulence of this world is not enough because everything is ended by time. So it's interesting when a five-year-old starts speaking and say, from experience, because he just... uh, But Pallad sees himself not only from the perspective of his five-year-long lifespan, but he sees himself from the perspective of many, many lifetimes being involved in the material world and then uh, uh, coming to this realization at the end of it and realizing, no, these material things are of no benefit because they all will be destroyed by the influence of time. So Prahlad is very much highlighting the influence of time that takes away, uh, takes away everything in this world. And Pallad sees that his true refuge is at the Supreme Lord. Um, This he has very thoroughly realized, very thoroughly realized that the real shelter, the real shelter is in, in the eternal and not in the temporary. We may not be as realized as Prahlad. But still, uh, we have chosen, chosen this life uh, in Krishna consciousness. And that means that our priority is the eternal relationship with Krishna. Uh, And therefore, uh, we also approach the Lord for his compassion. We just approach him for, for in his mood of kindness, yes, upon uh, the devotee, and we pray for purification, yes. So in this way, we can contemplate a little bit on the compassionate side of, uh, of, uh, of Lord Nishingadev. Then on the other hand, there's also the compassionate side of Prahlad Maharaj. Uh, There are these uh, two very famous verses, uh, um, and I'll read them. Um, That is the uh, seventh canto, ninth chapter, text uh, 43 and 44. Naivu dvije para duratya vaitaranyas 
त्वद्वीर्य गायना महामृता मग्न चित्ता सोचे तथो विमुक्त चेतसा इंद्रियता माया सुकाया भारम उद्वाहतो विमोदन Oh, best of the great personalities, I'm not at all afraid of material existence, for wherever I stay, I'm fully absorbed in thoughts of your glories and activities. So that is the first point. Um, it says, Bayam dvitiya binivesita syat, that when we are separated from the Supreme Lord, then there will be fear. Uh, but one who is always engaged in glorification of the Supreme Lord is also very sure raksisya titi viswaso has great faith that the lord will always protect him so prahlad has this great faith he's not afraid of material existence for he is always uh, absorbed in thoughts of the glories and activities of the lord but my concern is only for the fools and rascals who are making elaborate plans for material happiness and maintaining their families societies and countries i'm simply concerned with love for them um, yes uh, the fools and rascals uh, who built huge buildings on this earth who tried to build kingdoms who tried to uh, who built societies that are that are aimed to enjoy the material world um, these are fools and rascals fools that they are looking for happiness in these things and rascals because they stubbornly pursue this material happiness at any cost and even don't care if they offer if they uh cause suffering to other living beings in the cause of their desire to enjoy who uh deny deny the supreme lord because they do not wish to submit to the directions of the supreme lord uh, and therefore rascals these fools and rascals yes they make elaborate plans for material happiness and maintaining their family societies and countries uh, yes and hiranyakashipu uh, one chapter dedicated to hiranyakashipu in the seventh canto is called hiranyakashipu terrorizes the universe it is at that time that that even the demigods right even the demigods lived in fear of of hiranyakashipu when he only raised his eyebrow the whole universe was in fear um hiranyakashipu was taking all the oblations that were offered to the demigods he had taken their position uh, and he was also managing the material affairs he was also making sure that the material world remained a place of enjoyment sometimes we come to one country and everything is very beautiful everything is very very much decorated and one might just think oh this must be in the mode of goodness no it's in the mode of passion because all this was done all this decoration and all this beauty was simply done for enjoying uh, 
enjoying the senses. Yes. So, uh, Prahlad Maharaj is seeing that these living beings has fallen prey, uh, fallen prey to the material energy. Just like uh, a man may fall prey to the beauty of a woman. But not only is the man falling prey to that beauty, the woman is also falling prey to that beauty. Uh, uh, because of her beauty, she, feel, she thinks she has a lot of facility for sense enjoyment. But actually, this beauty is the material energy. It is taking us away from the real goal of life. So Prahlad is looking upon the uh, conditioned souls and, and, and sees see how, how the bewildered spirit souls under the influence of the three, three modes of material nature think himself the doer of activities that are carried out by nature. Oh. Yes, the next verse, Prayena Deva Muneya Swavimukti Kama Munam Charanti Vijane Naparatanista Naitan Vihaya Kripanan Vimamuksu Eko Nan Yam Tadasya Saranam Brahmato Nupasya. My dear Lord Nasringade, I see that there are many saintly persons indeed. But they're interested only in their own deliverance, not caring for the big cities and towns. They go to the Himalayas or the forest to meditate with vows of silence. They're not interested in delivering others. As for me, however, I do not wish to be liberated alone, leaving aside all these poor fools and rascals. I know that without Krishna consciousness, without taking shelter of your lotus feet, one cannot be happy. Therefore, I wish to bring them back to the shelter at your lotus feet. Yes, so bukti, mukti, siddhi, kami. Uh, bukti, those who are trying to enjoy the senses. Those who are looking for liberation or those who are looking for mystic perfections. Uh, sakala ashanta, they are all not peaceful. Um, they're all under the influence of, of lust. Um, but Krishna Bhakti Niskama uh, that the devotee of Krishna, he is becoming free from any other desire than the desire to please the Lord. And therefore he's peaceful. Yes. So Prahlad uh, totally understands and develop this mood of, of wanting to deliver the conditioned souls. Uh -huh. he, is, he is concerned with love. Uh -huh. The most wonderful quality of love of God is that it is not only focused on the Supreme Lord, but that it also includes the creation of the Lord. And therefore, uh, the devotees, the devotees, they do not just love Krishna, 
but they also love all living beings. And as such, um, as such, they are uh, always, always thinking of, of, of all living beings in love. Uh, and so they are somehow or other uh, absorbed in trying to deliver the, uh, these living, uh, living beings. Hmm. So, um, yes, this is the nature of, uh, of, of, of the, of the devotee. He has natural love for all living beings because he sees them also as being connected with the Lord and belonging with the Lord. And he can see uh, their potential and that their potential is to increase, increase the ocean of transcendental love. And somehow or other now, uh, these unfortunate living beings are bewildered. So he feels compassion. So in this way, I picked up a little bit on, on the, uh, yeah, on that spirit of compassion where our Sachinandan Maharaj, uh, well, when I logged on, I came from the temple in Radhadesh and I just joined your program in the middle because I was, uh, yeah, here in the, in the temple. And when I came on, then Sachinandan Maharaj was speaking and was very nice. And uh, uh, Maharaj was just making that beautiful point about the compassion, uh, compassionate nature of Lord Nishingadev, and uh, who appeared uh, out of his deep affection for his devotee to protect him. And then we see how the devotee has a deep affection for the Lord, and that includes the entire creation of the Lord. It includes all living beings. And in this way, um, the, devote, the Lord is the well-wisher of all living beings, and the devotee also becomes the well-wisher of all living beings. And this is uh, the beauty of spiritual relationship. Um, that they're based on giving, that they're based on increasing the mercy, that they're based, uh, that everyone is making a contribution to bring more, to more and more mercy into this world by all his words and deeds. And, uh, and let us take that to heart as the, the, the essence uh, of, of the of Chatur Dasi, this spirit of uh, turning away from a hard-hearted, selfish, demoniac mentality to the mentality of just sharing and increasing the mercy of devotional service um, to anyone and everyone in this world. Okay, that will be my uh, contribution today. Thank you very, very much. And uh, thank you all for, for listening.
Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you very much for your lecture. Karmakana Maharaj Ki Jai. So now we would like to open the forum for some questions. Um, so if there's some specific questions, already there's somebody there. We can, yeah, if you could, if Maharaj Sachinanasam, if you could also come back. Awesome, and now we have all three. <laughs> thank you very much. So Shriya Prabhu has a question. May I make one humble suggestion? Yes. Before, if I would be present at uh, Singachalam now, I would suggest that all the devotees in the temple get up for one minute and stretch. <laughs> Only Singachalam. You've been sitting. I saw many sleeping places already. Also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also stretch. We, we, we. Oh. Thank you, Maharaj. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Sitting, sitting. Yes, somehow we sit for such long periods of time. <clears throat> Okay. You are the compassionate well-wisher of all of us. <laughs> Hare Krishna, dear Swamis. Hare Krishna. My question is in the first to Krishna Kshetra Swami Maharaj. My question is that like Shishupal, he was envious of Krishna and still he got liberated. In the Bhagavad Gita, I also read what's confusing me is that Krishna says that I put the living beings who are envious of me again and again in abominable verse in the material world. Mm -hmm. So how is it to understand that in, uh, at one point it is stated that Krishna is even his, yeah, in equal, in equal he is giving everyone just even if they are even envious of him, he gives them liberation. In Bhagavad Gita, it's also stated that uh, people who are envious of him, they get repeated birth. <laughs> yes, very nice question. Um, let me begin. Let me begin by saying that <clears throat> one of the uh, this points to one of our challenges in reading and understanding and appreciating Shastra. And that is that it can often happen that we come across what seem to be um, contradictory statements. And uh, naturally, when we see a contradiction, we want it to be resolved uh, for our own peace of mind, for our own peace of intelligence. Uh, <clears throat> now, here I want to, uh, well, I want to first call attention to the fact that we have a course, uh, devotees have been developing a course uh, 
over a long period of time, which gradually we hope is going to um, be available for devotees all over the world. Uh, it's a course in what we call hermeneutics. Now, the word hermeneutics is um, comes originally from the Greek. It just means interpretation. How do we interpret scripture? Uh, are there procedures by which we can uh, draw from scripture in in the proper way in order to get uh, proper conclusions, Siddhanta? And of course, the answer is yes, there are procedures. Uh, and what this course teaches is how to follow those procedures in order to come to conclusions. But one of the lessons in the course, the course has been uh, taught now a couple of times. I've been involved in uh, somewhat tangentially in developing the course. Uh, it's, it's come from the uh, Shastra Advisory Council of the GBC. Uh, one of the lessons, it, it's an eight-lesson course, and lesson number six, I've been the one to, to uh, facilitate this lesson, uh, is um, addressing the question, what to do what to do when um, there's no clear conclusion forthcoming? What do we do when there is uh, when there are uh, opposite statements and we don't find uh, a conclusion for them? What do we do when um, when we come up uh, to when we encounter what seem like deep paradoxes in our theology. And you will encounter paradox. If you, if you look a little carefully, you will find paradoxes. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was, that was just a little calling attention that uh, something is there. So... You've pointed out uh, that indeed Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 16, Tanaham Vishata Kruran Sangsareshu Naradamang Shipam Yajashram Ashuvam Asurisheva Yonishu. Those who are envious and mischievous, who are the lowest among men. I perpetually cast into the ocean of material existence into various uh, demonic species of life. And he doesn't stop there. Krishna, in the next verse, says, Asrim yonim appanna mudha janmani janmani mam apratyaiva konteya tato yanti Adamangatim, attaining repeated birth among the species of demoniac life, O son of Kunti. Such persons can never approach me. Gradually, they sink down to the most abominable type of existence. 
mudha, they're called. And mam aprapya eva, they do not, they do not reach me. Uh, and so your point is well taken. How is it that Shishupal um, attained Krishna, prapya? And is he not also mudha? Is he not also uh, a, an asura uh, who is mudha? So here, here comes uh, another, another example uh, uh, of uh, this state of confusion of, um, what's that expression, technical expression, I had it before, <clears throat> that um, there's a conflict. So one of the procedures that one can take in such case is to look at context. What is the context in which uh, Krishna speaks these verses in chapter 16? And then what is the context uh, of uh, the story, the account of Shishupal in the Bhagavatam? And can we get uh, a more nuanced understanding of what Shastra is telling us by looking at the context. So I won't try to go into this now because it's too short notice to think about it um, myself or talk about it. Maybe um, one of our other Swamis wants to illuminate us further uh, to come to a clear decision. But what I would uh, leave you with is just this point that when we sometimes come upon a an apparent contradiction, don't let it disturb your faith. Don't immediately jump to the conclusion, oh, uh, Shastra is contradictory, therefore I cannot invest my faith in this Shastra. This is uh, there are too many contradictions. Don't come, come to that conclusion, but rather allow yourself uh, to, yeah, to live with the, comp uh, with the contradiction for, uh, for some time. And eventually a solution uh, will reveal itself. One example of this is in the case of Srila Prabhupada, he tells us, and this relates to back to Prahlad Maharaj, um, that Srila Prabhupada was once in the mat uh, where his Guru Maharaj, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur, was present. And suddenly someone called out, Shop, shop, there's a snake. And Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur called back, Kill it. And Prabhupada, at that time, uh, a more or less new devotee, we can say, and he was a householder, he heard Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur say, kill, kill the snake. And he was shocked because he thought, I thought sadhus are always compassionate. They, they would never uh, order violence uh, to someone uh, or any living being. But he didn't say anything because he thought, you know, well, maybe I don't understand. Uh, 
Years later, Srila Prabhupada came across the prayer by Sri Prahlad that says, Modeta Sadar Apibrishchikat Sarpa Hatya. The sadhus are pleased when a, uh, a snake or a scorpion is killed. So when Prabhupada heard that or read that, he said, uh, he felt, ah, now I understand. But it was years before that uh, clarification come, came to him. Hare Krishna. Would either of you like to, um, Maharaj, like to uh, say something more on this uh, contradiction? <laughs> uh, Hare Krishna. Just very, very briefly, I, I think this is very valuable what Krishna Chetra Maharaj uh, told us. When we see contradictions or paradoxes to our mind happening, we need to study a little bit the context uh, in which these uh, statements were made and then we know. Now, as far as this particular question is, I feel you have answered it in your lecture um, in, this, in the seventh canto, first chapter, text 32. There is the idea of somehow, uh, uh, if someone concentrates his mind, even if it's done with enmity, uh, on Krishna, then they attain a high destination, salvation, or any type of salvation. Um, the Bhagavad Gita doesn't speak of people who turn to, who, who think of Krishna with enmity. It talks about people who, who don't think of Krishna at all. <laughs> they are just uh, really uh, uh, forgetful of Krishna. So this verse says, gives us an example of the, a person of um, uh, the Bhagavad Gita refers to it. It says, the atheistic king Vena did not think of Krishna in any of the above five ways and thus did not get salvation. Therefore, the conclusion, somehow or other, one could focus, should focus the mind on Lord Krishna. For instance, Kangsa was also a de de demon, but he thought day and night of, of Krishna. No? Therefore, he is an example uh, uh, of someone who thought of Krishna, but Vena is an example of someone who thought not of Krishna. And therefore, uh, for Kamsa, he is in the category of Shishupal and all these who thought of Krishna and went uh, to a very high destination, either in the spiritual world, there are various types of liberation. 
but Vena we don't hear like this. He, he was not thinking of Krishna. So. Very nice. Then, uh, if I, if I uh, may just pick up the thread where uh, Sachin Andamaraj uh, uh, referred to that verse in the uh, seventh canto, Gopya Kamat, Bayat Kamsu Jesus Nipa, Vrishnya Sambandha Yuyam Bhaktivayam Vibo. That verse is saying the gopis, by their lusty desires, Kansa by his fear, Sisupal and other such kings by their envy, the Vrishnis by their family relationships, and the ordinary devotees by their uh, hard work in devotional service all attain the mercy of the Lord. Um, so Sachinanda Maharaj elaborated on that point. And uh, so yes, the focus is there, of course, in uh, in somehow or other, even a negative quality like fear or envy that is intensely connected with Krishna can also uh invoke the mercy of the Lord, although it's not anakulyena, it is not favorable. Um, but that is not ordinarily so. Therefore, ordinarily, the uh, the principle of the Bhagavad Gita applies that birth after birth, uh, we take uh, birth in demoniac uh, wombs and for further purification. But the one element that is there is the special mercy of the Lord in, when he is personally present. Uh, when the Lord is personally present, because he is the supreme pure, and therefore when these, these demons are killed by the supreme Lord, then they get uh, additional mercy beyond their focus on the, on the supreme Lord. But they also get that mercy of the association of the Lord and become further purified and therefore generally attain sayuja mukti, right? Uh, generally uh, can merge into the existence of the Supreme Lord. In some cases, uh, when there's some devotional service, then even further, like in the case of Putana, who was even promoted to Golok as a nurse uh, of Krishna. So it's that special presence of the Lord that, that makes the uh, entire situation uh, an exception to the, the normal situation. And that way the contradiction is, uh, is resolved. Hare Krishna. Yeah, thank you very much. This was a very amazing sequence. <laughs> um, getting deeper and deeper resolving this question. Any second question? Any other devotees who have a question? Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you very much for the nice lectures. I wanted to ask um, Krishna Shita Maharaj, or you all also talked about absorbing um, oneself for putting the mind on Krishna. I wanted to ask what to do when there's so much nonsense in the mind that you rarely can focus on Krishna really. 
Hare Krishna. This um, this is a good question for which I have to start by being honest and saying um, I'm experiencing the same problem. <laughs> the first step I would say is to recognize, uh, and you're already doing that because otherwise you wouldn't be able to ask this question. Uh, but the, the first step is to recognize, oh, this is nonsense. Um, or it may not be nonsense as such, but it may be irrelevant at the moment. Um, in other words, what is relevant now? I'm, I'm calling out to Krishna, and I always, when we're chanting Maha Mantra, I always like to remind devotees that we are uh, from a Sanskrit grammar, grammatical perspective, we're directly calling the Lord. It's actually a direct service to the Lord. Oh, Krishna, oh, Rama. Oh, Hari, oh, Hara. Uh, and so, um, whatever we're thinking, it may be something of practical value we need to deal with at some time, but we don't need to deal with it while we're chanting. I like um, our God. Brother Mahatma Prabhu's, one of his uh, affirmations, he has this little book, 20 Affirmations, Japa Affirmations. One of them is, <clears throat> I get out of my mind and into my heart. I have it right here. No, he, more precisely, he says, I am, because this is an affirmation, I am out of my mind and in my heart. Now, in, in English, uh, this can have a kind of double meaning. Uh, when, when someone is acting in a strange or a foolish or a crazy way, or we ourselves, then we may sometimes we may say, "Oh, he's out of his mind. He's he's out of his mind. He's you know he's just going crazy." Um, but the other meaning, the meaning with, that Mahatma Prabhu is referring to here is rather than bouncing around endlessly within the mind with, as you say, all of the nonsense. I jump, I make a leap, I make a leap of faith, as the Danish uh, philosopher Søren Kierkegaard put it, a leap of faith. Uh, I, I make a leap of faith from my mind to my heart. It's, um, and he's, he's saying it as an affirmation. I am out of my mind 
and in my heart, fully present uh, to the holy names when I chant. Affirmation means it may not technically be true just yet, but I'm anticipating to make it true by affirming that it's, a, it's possible for me to do, and therefore I do my best. Now, another point is, as I said, um, these I, thoughts are coming in the mind and they sort of bounce around in the mind. Uh, it becomes like an echo chamber. Uh, sometimes it seems to go on endlessly uh, with everything except Krishna. And fortunately, however, We have also our intelligence, our buddhi. And one of the most powerful means of, uh, of uh, accessing our intelligence uh, is with a question, a challenging question, a gently challenging question. And the, the question can be simply, my dear mind, where are you? That question is not coming from your mind, it's coming from your intelligence. And by asking yourself that question, you're, you're uh, mm, disrupting the whole echo chamber of your mind and you're opening it. And when you open it to the intelligence, that can then bring you, because the intelligence is very close to the soul, that can bring you very quickly back uh, to your heart. Hare Krishna. Other points from others of you? This Kadamba Kanana Maharaj, maybe? Um, well, I was thinking of the uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the Nectar of Devotion, which uh, describes that uh, the state of pure devotional service is attained through, uh, through cultivation, Krishna Shilanam. And uh, that in the uh, earliest then, we get an extensive description of sadhana bhakti. And in sadhana bhakti, we get a description of 64 limbs of bhakti. Um, then when we are categorizing these, uh, these 64 limbs of bhakti, um, then we see that all these uh, limbs of bhakti are engaging the senses in some way or other in the service of the Lord. In other words, the cultivation is by uh, going an external path, an external path, uh, 
which is not directly relating to the to to the mind, but engaging rather the senses. So rather than trying to uh, tackle the well, what what Christian has described, the uh, the ongoing echo in the echo chamber of the mind and trying to turn off the sound somehow or other, trying to conquer all these thoughts, uh, the nectar devotion emphasizes uh, rather engage the senses. So uh, in, uh, in, in palmistry, there is an interesting thing. If you look at my hand, you can look at the fingers. And in the lower level is the sensual level. In the middle of the fingers is the mental level. On the top of the fingers is the intellectual level. Now, wherever on the fingers there is reddishness, that is where our our energy is. We all look at our hands, see if there is... Uh, so where the most... If, if the whole hand is, head, is red, that means you are agitated. Uh, <laughs> but... but Leaving, or you've been sitting on your hands. But leaving that aside. So the point is this, there are these levels. And uh, if we try to solve the problem, which occurs on the mental platform by putting all our energy there on the, in the middle section, on the mental platform, that will be difficult. So in the Nectar Devotion, they take us down to the central platform, and from the sensual platform, the impulses are going into the mind. And so, in other words, uh, the, the good old uh, saying, just be very busy in devotional service. And, and uh, just, just engage the senses in various ways in the service of the Lord, as is outlined in these 64 limbs. And then gradually, uh, that works up to the level of the mind. Uh, and then... Uh, gradually goes beyond even the intellectual platform. Uh, as Srila Prabhupada said, that this, this chanting, uh, it, it, it goes beyond the, 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 the sensual, the mental, and the intellectual stratum directly to the transcendental. Yeah. Then uh, from the transcendental state, uh, the, all the lower levels will become purified. Purified intelligence, purified mind, and purified senses. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, His Grace Vatyanath Prabhu also has a question. <clears throat> yes, thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Uh, I was wondering uh, about the relationship between Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Nishingadev. Um, starting with this session, we read from Chaitanya Chaitanya how Lord Chaitanya adopted the mood uh, of Lord Narasingadev when he was with Srivastakur. And uh, later, how he was visiting Jiyada Narasingha Kshetra and showing great reverence for Lord Nishingadev. And then, there of, of course, there is the pastime with Jagai and Madai. And I heard that Jagai and Madai are also Ajay and Vijay reincarnate. Whereas we hear from Srimad Bhagavatam that after the story with Shishupal and Dantavaka, that was the third birth of Jagai and Madai, and they returned 
back to the spiritual world. So how did uh, they end up in this uh, form of Jagayan Madai, which is, cl is clearly a different format from Hiranyakashipur, Hiranyaksha, and that kind of demons? That was my question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, two, I think Sachinandan Swami would be the one. <laughs> uh, may I just, I, I listened attentively to the question, but I want to make sure that I really understood it. You wish to know the relationship of Mahaprabhu to uh, Goranga, uh, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Mm, and you, I think you gave a few very nice examples, and mm, then you mentioned at the end Jagai and Madai, and uh, I, I don't. Uh, please clarify for me. Uh, should I, should I just focus on the first part of the question or the second? Or are they related and I don't yet see it? Please, uh, please clarify. Yes, because, uh, we get the information that Jagai and Madai are also Jai and Vijay reincarnates. The first question would actually be, how did uh, Jagai and, uh, uh, and Vijay end up as Jagai and Madai? Uh, did they actually, or is it a misinformation? And then, actually, what is the role of Lord Chaitanya um, in relationship with Lord Narasimhadev, and especially how is it visible in this past time with Jagai and Madai? Thank you very much. Um, I will try to answer. Usually it is said that uh, all the uh, Jai and Vijay uh, uh, could choose between um, if they wanted to be born for three births as demons and then return. Uh, uh, or Wait a minute. What was the thing that they could choose no? between uh, being born for th three births as demons or if they would be not demons, they, they would uh, stay much longer. So three births. Uh, Jagai and Madai were uh, Ravan and Kumbhakarna. That's one birth. Then they came as... Um, oh, Krishna, please someone help me. Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu. Shishupal. And then it's Kamsa and Shishupal. These are three births. Hogya, the, the, the curse is... Uh, why, why did they have to come as Jaga and Madai again? That's the fourth. Well... Uh, I would say it's a bonus birth. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes are one of extraordinary mercy, of extraordinary uh, 
uh, kindness and compassion to the fallen souls. And uh, they take part in a very brief, more, more brief time. So uh, uh, Jagai and Madai, uh, or, or Jai and Vijay, made an extra fourth round, so to say, in order to attain the mercy of the Karuna Avatar, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, that, that is an extra, that's a bonus, that's a plus, that's a, and it didn't take much time, you know, it, it, it's a very brief event. So then they could uh, go back uh, into their service as the doorkeepers in Vaikuntha. Now, you asked if there is uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in, in, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, time, there is uh, somehow Lord uh, 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 Dev there. Well, while he was in Navadvipdam, there was a very, very powerful self-manifested deity in um, a place called Nishingha Pali. This uh, deity uh, was there since a long, long time. It's a really ancient deity. And uh, I have not heard of any direct interaction of Mahaprabhu with this deity, but I assume because Mahaprabhu went uh, with his Sankirtan party all over Navadvip, that uh, he must have been aware of this deity and there was some relationship there. But I am not aware of uh, any particular incident and nor am I aware of any particular incident where Jagai and Madai uh, saw uh, or had an interaction with um, Lord Chaitanya, the only thing with, with Lord Nityananda, uh, with Lord Nishingadev, the only thing I do clearly remember is when Mahaprabhu came with that chakra, he was definitely in the mood of Lord uh, Nishingadev. He wanted to finish the opposition to his dearest devotee, Lord Nityananda, and uh, and kill them. Otherwise, you have given such nice examples of Lord uh, uh, Nishingadev and Chaitanya Leela. I re remember one in Jagannath Puri. Uh, the Lord would go with his Sankatan party with all of them to the Nishingha temple and he would chant and doing one of these kirtans, which was so intense and so such an experience to one of all. The son of Advaita Acharya, Gopal, danced very intensely and he actually uh, lost his uh, life. He, he, he first fainted and then he was dead. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took him on his lap and revived him while the kirtan of Lord uh, Nishingadev was still going on. And so that is uh, what I uh, remember. Mm. Hare Krishna. <laughs>
Um, next, we have Dr. Buren. Also, we have a oh, we have an online question in between. So, online question was here: um, What is the best way to satisfy the Lord in a singer div? And uh, he asks, I mean, something besides devotion, seva, something special one could do today. Maybe I can say a little something to that. Um, when Nrsingadev at Singachalam first came to Singachalam, he came actually much sooner than we expected. Suddenly, one day, he was there in a box um, on the doorstep, so to say, uh, saying, here I am. You called for me, here I am. And we didn't have a temple ready. Uh, it would take another uh, would take another couple of years before the temple building would be ready. And I was asked to kind of uh, take take charge of um, preparing for the nursing of worship and then when eventually nursing day was appearing, uh, then I should oversee the worship. But uh, we had plenty of time to find out what Nursingadev likes. So I was given blessings to go to India. I went to South India uh, for some weeks and traveled to several Nursinga temples, especially in Andhra Pradesh, and um, it, it gave me opportunity to, to observe how the worship was going on. And also, uh, I met many very nice priests of Nursingadev, very friendly and helpful. And I asked them what special services uh, are, are pleasing to Nrsinghadev. And one thing that they all said is Nrsinghadev likes sweets. <laughs> Nrsinghadev likes sweets. <laughs> and one of these temples in Andhra uh, is called Panan Nrsingha. Um, maybe some of you have visited Sachinandan Maharaj. Did you visit Panan Singha? No. He is, uh, he's up on a mountain or a hill and, uh, he's, he's inside a cave and small cave. And there are, I don't know, a few hundred steps going up. And uh, and then the specialty of this temple is that they offer what they call panna, which is a, a drink uh, consisting of uh, jaggery or 
gur mixed with water, uh, plus a few specific uh, herbs and I think black pepper. And the system was you would go all the way up to the temple, a few hundred steps up, and then you would ask the pujari there um, to kindly offer on your behalf, and uh, you would give a donation for that. And the pujari's assistant, there was no water available up there. Pujari's assistant would go all the way down the several hundred steps with a big uh, kumba. And depending on this, how much donation you give, they would uh, have a smaller or a bigger amount. So he'd go down, he would get water, he would carry the water all the way back up these hundreds of steps. And it was pretty hot also. And then he would, in front of you, he would then mix, he would grind everything up. He would put the jaggery, the gur in the pot and the spices, and then, then he would mix everything. And then he would give it to the head pujari. And the head pujari would then take that pot and literally pour it into Nrsingadev's mouth. And the thing is that this deity of Nrsingadev is literally within the mountain. He, he is, um, he's part of the mountain and he has a mouth and there's a hole which goes <laughs> into the mountain. <laughs> And so, and the system was that as he's pouring, you listen carefully. And at some point, you will hear a gurgling sound. Visakman uh, gurgling of Deutsch. You know, sort of sound. Isaacman. Anyway, so you'd hear this sound, and that was the sign that Nursingadev had enough. And the Pujaris explains that this is a mystical feature of this particular deity of Nursingadev, that no matter how, no matter what the size of the, uh, no matter what the quantity, the total quantity uh, was that you had prepared, which you had given a donation, Nursingadev would always take half of it and leave half of it as prasadam. So, um, yeah, so we found that out and I don't know, are we still offering this? From the very beginning, we were offering this panakam uh, to Lord Nursingadev at Singhachalam. Are we still offering it? Yes, we are uh, for the evening Arctic. Before Sunday Arctic, there's puris, milk, and jaggery panakam. Okay, good. <laughs>
So, um, so yes, yeah, sweets for Nishingadev. That's that's something you can do. Um, what else can you do? Maybe the other devotees, uh, the other swamis, want to say something. If there's no other comments, then uh, yes, Sachinanda Maharaj would like to add something. Uh, yes, I, I'm thinking of uh, of this, how to spend this day. I thought about it yesterday and uh, would like to add. One thing I would recommend is for everyone, uh, let us see the main uh, darshan this evening. For sure. Let us really make sure that we are there online. Uh, can you tell us, Govinda, what is the time in in uh, Singhachalam when the Lord will really appear? That 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 uh, uh, it's when dusk is there, no? Yes. So the main darshan, the final darshan today is at 8:53 p.m. Central European time. 8:53 p.m. We will have live darshan of the final of the final darshan. Yes. Then uh, the Lord really appreciates prayers, as we have seen in the Bhagavatam there, uh, in order to, to give him pleasure, everyone prays, the Shiva prays, the Lakshmi prays, everyone comes before him with prayers, and then uh, he's ultimately very satisfied when Prahlad Maharaj uh, appears and uh, Bralat also prays. So you might like to go to the prayers uh, of um, which are given in the Bhagavatam. Uh, I think we can just we can tell you in which chapter here it is. Here it is. Uh, it's in the seventh canto. Um, uh, ninth chapter. No, there is Bralat pacifies Lord Nishingadev's with prayers. That's really very, very powerful. I will do this. I will chant these prayers uh, while I'm here uh, because they are really very, very powerful. You can, of course, also chant um, the Nishinga prayers, Namaste Narasinghaya, uh, Pralada Lada Daine, etc. So prayers is really something which needs to be done. Mm, uh, attendance of the of the functions of for Lord Nishingadev. What we will do here is um, we have invited a guest, just in the idea of compassion, and that. Uh, a prayer we will cook yes and Krishna Chaita Maharaj has said sweets Go Krishna has made a note of uh, a sweet um, uh, that we will do and then we will just spend the day being mindful of Lord Nishingadev reading from the scriptures um, there you can also chant um, various uh, Kavachas, uh, like the Nishinga Kavacha, uh, etc. And uh, I do really know from the Nishinga Purana 
that the Lord likes kirtan. In the Nishinga Purana, there is one incident that there were the, uh, it, it depicts the residents of hell. Imagine they're in hell. They are surrounded by torture machines. And then all of a sudden, one of them realizes, wait a minute, this is terrible. We will all be tortured. We have been tortured in the past. We will be tortured today. We have to start Kirtan here. And he starts Kirtan. And then the others, the other inmates of the hellish planets join the Kirtan. And the Nishinga Purana says that Hari, not a Hari, was very pleased by this Kirtan. And they all attained by this kirtan, the, the kingdom of God. So the, uh, the Lord seems to like kirtan, you know. Uh, so chant, uh, even if you are alone in your house, you can take cartels, and if you have no instruments, your hands are there. Do kirtan, Nishinga kirtan, Hare Krishna kirtan, always. There's a Maha Mantra, every other mantra is, is in that mantra and all the benefits which you can obtain by all giving charity and so on, visiting holy places. Another thing which is uh, good is uh, on Shingha Chaturasi, to really go a little bit inside your heart. Make a little investigation of the heart. We live in Kali Yuga and it's a very bad age for spiritual life, but there's one trace there, it's honesty. Um, the Lord is not mm, mm, so much uh, demanding uh, austerities, etc. This is very weak in Kali Yuga. We are very weak in austerities. We are very weak in deity worship. We are very weak in meditation. But we can chant and we can have that last quality which is still somewhat there, honesty, and make an honest introspection of our heart. Where are we? Um, and what uh, can we next do? Um, Krishna consciousness is some, Prabhupada has described, uh, Krishna consciousness means to carve out Krishna out of the wooden block of this material existence. Your life is like a wooden block and a devotee should be like a sculptor and bildhauer who carves out Krishna from this wooden block of material existence. So for that you have to only do two things. You have to focus on what you want to attain and then you have to take off uh, the wood or, or the things which are in your way. So make a very honest sculptor job today. <laughs> Focus on 
uh, what you wish to attain in your life uh, in Krishna consciousness. And then think what you need to take away so that you make sure that Krishna is appearing more and more and more and more in your life. Be honest and see, now this needs to go and uh, I need to focus a little bit more on that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I have just a very short comment and that is uh, many times I had the good fortune of, of being there on this day of uh, of Lord Shingadev's appearance. And um, of, of all the years that I was there, I remember one particular year that the whole festival from beginning to end, all the days that the festival lasted, that it was raining and raining and raining. And it was cold, you know, how it can be up there. And it was just, the weather was terrible. And as a result, we were forced, we were just forced to go in the temple. There was just no other place to be. And we spent the whole three days practically in the temple focused on Lord Nishingadev. And I must say, that's the festival that I remember as the best of all. That was the best of all, just to spend all our time with Lord Nishingadev. That was the best of all, best thing we can do. Yeah. We have similar weather this year. <laughs> Actually, we have another um, 10 minutes from the head de uh, Pujara department. So the Abhishek will begin in 10 minutes. And uh, Bhakta Bjorn has one more question. So I would like to give him the opportunity to ask this question. Thanks to you all for this beautiful lectures. Um, my, uh, my question is about also compassion. And in me coming up this thought that there is a misunderstanding of con, uh, compassion that when you're um, compassionate, then you put yourself above others because you think or oh, they suffer or especially in when you're with devotees, then you you feel like, oh, they have a lack of Krishna consciousness and I have to give them something or yet yeah, this is my misunderstanding or my confusion. Maybe... Yeah, someone can say about this. Yet, uh, who would like to take the question? Maybe Karamakana Maharaj? Uh, well, it, it reminds me of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, where Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is stating three verses. And he is saying in the first verse, I am lower than a worm in stool. In the second verse, he is saying that everyone, anyone who comes into my association loses all his pious credits. And then the third verse is, but how amazing it is that one like me has attained the mercy of Lord Nichananda. It is in this way that, uh, that Vaishnava compassion works. The Vaishnava is, is seeing himself as not qualified and not at all superior, but as inferior. But at the same time, the Vaishnava sees that he has received this amazing mercy coming from Lord Nichananda in the Siplic succession, and that therefore he has something to give. Uh, 
So he has nothing to give that is his own. But because he received this amazing gift of the mercy of Lord Nichananda, yes, therefore, although he's not qualified, he can be compassionate to all the conditioned souls. Thank you very much. Are there any other questions? We have one last question we could have. We have another five minutes. Online, one more question. Uh, which one? So one of the questions online is, what is the best way to satisfy Lord Narsim Khadev? Ah, that's, that we had already. Um, <laughs> uh huh. Okay. How to recognize, find out our material desires to pray to Lord Simhadev to remove these desires out? Could be that we don't not now know our desires, but Lord for sure knows our desires. Who would like to take this question? If we just go down, maybe um, Krishna Shetra Maharaj would like to say something. I'm not sure that I understood the question. Can you read it again? Mm -hmm. um, how to recognize or find out our material desires to pray to Lord Nasingarif to remove these desires out? Could be that we do not know our desires, but the Lord for sure knows our desires. Oh, <laughs> so first you want to dig up all of the dirt and then you want to pray for <laughs> the Lord to remove it. Uh, that may not be required. Uh, material desires actually can be unlimited. One desire leads to another, which leads to another, and on and on. And I believe Prahlad Maharaj speaks about that also, isn't it, in maybe chapter 7. Um, so, but I think you kind of answered your own question, that the Lord knows, he knows very well. He knows much better than we know. Um, what are what are the material desires? You know, you could you could make a list, a shopping list. Um, but actually, this was uh, I think it was John Stuart Mill, the the British um, economist philosopher, nineteenth century, who uh, raised the question to himself. He said. What would I do if today I would just wake up and all, uh, all of my desires, I realize all of my desires have been fulfilled, then what? I don't know how he answered himself, but <laughs> that, that question was... You know, it's a very interesting question we ask ourselves. And you can ask yourself this also with any particular item you're thinking of that you would like to, uh, to realize, to fulfill. 
you can then ask yourself, so what if I would get this, then what? And this is another way I was mentioning before, the intelligence can work uh, to sort of deconstruct uh, your, uh, the desires which the mind, the manorata, the, the chariot of the mind uh, is, is creating. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. So what time is now? So it's 10 past. So I think the um, Abhishek will begin any moment. So thank you very much, uh, all of you, for joining us. His Holiness Karmakana Maharaja Ki Jai. His Holiness Krishna Kshetra Swami Ki Jai. His Holiness Achinandan Swami Ki Jai. Gauda Bhaktarinda Ki Jai. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shri Shri Prahlad Lakshmi Singh Deva Gwana Ki Jai.